Hi, Dr. Bredesen. Yes, thanks very much. I apologize for being a minute or two late here. I was just on, on a different one, uh, which ran over a little bit, unfortunately. Not a problem. Thank you for your time. And I'll, uh, I understand you, you've got to go at 945. Steve. So we'll, we'll be sure. Uh, Dr. Bredesen, I caught your TED talk the other day. Oh, good. Yeah. And it was fascinating to me because it was the first time. And I, let me introduce to you to, <laughs> if I can, to, to our, to our listeners. Um, Dr. Dale Bredesen uh, is currently a professor at UCLA. This is your third book on Alzheimer's. He obviously is an expert in neurodegenerative diseases, uh, of which Alzheimer's is one. But the end of Alzheimer's, the end of Alzheimer's program, and now we're talking about the first survivors of Alzheimer's. That's the name of the book, How Patients Recovered Life and Hope in Their Own Words. Dr. Bredesen, you know, you explained Alzheimer's so well in, in what, an eight or nine minute talk. Can you do that just briefly for us? Because I think for the first time I realized, you know, I'm always hearing about it, but this is a problem that the brain is, well, I'll let you tell me. It's, it's like a defense mechanism. Is that right? You know, this is such a good point, Steve. Uh, we spent 30 years in the laboratory looking at what is Alzheimer's because, you know, things like COVID-19, we understand it's a virus. We have sequence, we understand the variants. It's very clear what the disease is. With Alzheimer's, it hasn't been so clear. And what our years of research showed us is that at its nature, this is an insufficiency. And as you indicated, this is a protective mechanism. Your brain is responding to various insults pathogens, toxins, deficiencies of hormones and vitamins and things like that by producing something called amyloid, which is the pathological hallmark of Alzheimer's disease. And this has been vilified that many drug companies have tried to develop antibodies that remove the amyloid. But in fact, it's there because it is fighting these things. Now, of course, what's happening is your brain is responding by downsizing. You're going into a protective mode. And by the way, this is very much analogous to what happened to our country with COVID-19. We have the pandemic. We're told to socially isolate, to, to distance, et cetera. Uh, to shelter in place. And what happens? We enter a recession. And this is very much what your brain is doing. It's responding to these various insults by going into a protective downsizing mode. So what we need to do then is to look at all of the different things that are contributing to that. And typically with each patient, we find multiple different contributors. And then we need to remove those contributors. We need now to get them back into building and maintaining synapses instead of this protective downsizing mode. Dr. Bredesen, what about, uh, you know, the, and I don't want to sound like, you know, we, we need to oppose the official word on it, but um, we hear a lot about Alzheimer's that it's, it's already got 6 million folks that are suffering and it'll be 13 million by 2050. You're not buying into that, are you? Well, it's a very good point, actually. So, you know, it, it does it dwarf the pandemic. So this is a pandemic that dwarfs the COVID-19 pandemic. As you know, over 600,000 Americans have now died of COVID-19. But we're looking at, of the currently living Americans, ultimately about 45 million of us, the numbers you gave are ones that will actually be present at a given time. 
But in total, about 45 million of the currently living Americans will die of Alzheimer's. It's now been shown to be the third leading cause of death in the US and the second leading cause of death in the UK. And so we need to do something to prevent and reverse this problem. And this is one of the reasons we wanted to get the word out to people. Please get evaluated early, just as we know that when you turn 50, you should have a colonoscopy. If you're 45 or over, please have a cognoscopy, which by the way, is much more pleasant than a colonoscopy. And it's some, has some simple blood tests and an online cognitive screen. And then if you've got symptoms, you want to also include an MRI with volumetrics. So you're actually looking at the volume of your hippocampus, a critical region that shrinks in Alzheimer's disease. But the reality is this is now an optional disease if we don't wait too late. So we urge everyone, please get on early prevention or earliest reversal, because this is something that does sneak up on you. And your doctor will tell you, well, you're getting a little older. This is kind of what we expect. And then at some point they'll say, well, you've got Alzheimer's. There's nothing we can do about it. So this is very common. It's tricky because you don't see that it's sneaking up on you. Well, people will tell me, well, you know, my spouse isn't that great either. And so, well, great. Your spouse needs to get evaluated too. It's not that you should neither get evaluated. You should both get evaluated. So absolutely we can make this a rare disease. And this is the beginning of the future. This is the future treatment where you have personalized protocols already in use commonly for cancer, but haven't been in use for neurodegenerative diseases until now. In, in your TED talk, Dr. Bradison, you, you made a, an interesting uh, sort of comparison, whereas uh, drug companies, as, as is their want, uh, looking for a silver bullet, you, you mentioned... Uh, the, use the phrase silver buckshot, which yes. I guess is does, all those things you just said, trying to find out on the in, in, in an individual basis, uh, what's what's the problem or what are the problems? Absolutely. That's absolutely right. And we need to collect larger data sets, look at these various things. And, uh, you know, as far as drugs, drugs are fantastic. They're going to be a critical part of the overall optimal treatment when combined with addressing the things that are causing the problem. But unfortunately, what's happened to date is that people will try to use a drug alone. And we tell the patients, imagine you have a roof with 36 holes because we initially identified 36 different potential contributors. A drug is a fantastic fantastic patch for one hole, but it doesn't patch the other ones. So the fact of the matter is you need to look at all the things that are contributing to the decline and then target those. We're talking with uh, Dr. Dale Bredesen, um, who's, who's predicting, am I, am I right in saying this? You're predicting the author of the first survivors of Alzheimer's. These are patients that have recovered and are coming yeah. back. Yes. Um, how many are there like that in your, in your research? Well, there are hundreds, but this, there are seven who participated in this book. And you know, the stories were just so striking. The first couple of books I wrote about the science behind this and some of the papers we published on this. But I was getting these wonderful stories from people writing emails or calling and talking about how this impacted their families, their loved ones, their future. How, you know, one woman who wrote, Deborah, who wrote in the book here, her father had died from Alzheimer's. Her father's mother had died from Alzheimer's. She was looking at her children when she started getting it and saying, oh my gosh, you know, they're next after me. And she has done very, very well and now knows, okay, her, her children are not going to have to suffer. Future generations will not have this problem. So again, working together, we can all make this a rare disease, which is what it should be. You mentioned uh, people like over 45 and over should yes. would do well 
to tell their doctor, hey, I, I, I'd like to check or, or do the necessary thing. And you mentioned yeah. it's, it's a lot easier than, than, than uh, a colonoscopy. Um, exactly. What, what about folks that saying, okay, uh, I'm hearing you, Dr. Bredesen, but what can I do in my life uh, to, to maybe cut down? I mean, is it just a matter of being, you know, being healthy as we are, as we are you know, encouraged to do almost a daily basis? Or what, what, are you, what are you thinking there? It's a great point. And, you know, that's part of it. So, so yes, there are things that we can all do fairly simply. The problem is that that won't stop all of it. So that's why we recommend, please, you know, get evaluated, get this cognoscopy, because in fact, it will help you. It'll identify things that just health alone won't do. But you're right. This first step, you can do some things that are just generally healthy living, and they fall into seven categories, diet, exercise, sleep, stress, brain training, detoxification, and some targeted supplementation. So there are things you can do. And for example, anyone who's got insulin resistance, it's a common problem. There are about 80 million Americans who have insulin resistance, where you've just had too many carbs in your diet over the years, and so you actually are have increased your insulin to the point that that your cells don't respond to it the way they used to. It's essentially a pre-pre-diabetes that so many of us have. Metabolic syndrome, another one. Sedentary lifestyle, another one. Sleep apnea, another one. So addressing some of these basics can be helpful for, for everyone, no question. But again, to get the best outcomes and to reduce your risk, and you can reduce your risk to very, very low. Essentially, you can make this an optional disease if you get on appropriate prevention. Um, you do want to have your blood, just as you want to check your cholesterol and your blood pressure and things like that. You also want to check things like your HSCRP um, and your homocysteine and critical markers that predict cognitive decline. We're talking with Dr. Dale Bredesen, who's uh, written a book, The First Survivors of Alzheimer's. And uh, finally, Dr. Bredesen, there's, there's so much uh, good news here. Uh, a lot of work, but, but good news that uh, your, your, uh, your research, your team is, is working on. How much is going on around the country in this? Because uh, you just listed off the, uh, the, the sort of the very grave statistics regarding Alzheimer's. Third leading killer in this country is second in the U.K., um, so are people researching this along with yourself? Absolutely. And there, there are people all over the world researching Alzheimer's. But unfortunately, many of them are focused on a single drug approach. And I think, you know, again, we need to break that mold. We need to shift the paradigm to a more precision medicine protocol, just as has been done with cancer. Great. Well, Dr. Bredesen, we thank you so much for your time and your work. And good luck with thank the book and, and the many survivors, uh, hopefully many more in the future. And uh, Go out there and get that cognoscopy, folks. You find out what it is, and then you get it. But uh, thank you again, Dr. Bredesen. Thanks so much, Steve. I really appreciate it. Take care now. Take care. Bye-bye.